0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Wherever you go, however you go, for energy on the go, it's gotta be five-hour energy. It works fast, it works long, it tastes good, and with zero sugar and four calories, there's nothing holding you back. Fits your pocket, fits your backpack. Fits your on-the-go life, whether you're going to work, going on vacation, or just going out with friends. Five Hour Energy, energy on the go. For more information, visit fivehourenergy.com.
1: Take the baseline out. Uh huh. Here we go. Let it bump go.
2: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Hardwood Knocks Podcast. I am Dan Valley, coming at you this time with Superlative stud Andy Bailey. We're not going to go through all the superlatives because we are in a little bit of a time crunch this morning. Um, we are going to talk about uh, a few stuff today, but we're going to start with the All-Star starters came in Thursday night. And we're recording this early on a Friday morning. So we're going to pick our teams to have for a draft um, that we will continue once the reserves are picked next Tuesday. I believe the re- reserves are selected, and yes, it's still crap that they're not televising the player draft. Um, before we get into the nitty-gritty, I just want to remind, slash implore, slash beg you to go over to iTunes and give us ratings and also reviews. We really appreciate the reviews. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the. Hey, Jamie,
0: it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: A lot of people don't leave those, so if you leave those as well, we'll be eternally indebted in addition to you giving us a rating. And as always, subscribe. If you're listening to this and you haven't subscribed yet, um, consider doing that so that these things get sent right to your phone or mobile device or your iTunes on your laptop or desktop. We don't care. We just care that you're listening. Um, with that, the question that everyone wants to know all the time, how are you doing today, Andy? I heard you survived a little bit of a scuffle at a basketball game last night.
1: <laughs> I did. Um, I, I, every, I think most people know I'm from Wyoming. Uh, there's only three cities in the entire state that have more than two high schools. Um, the biggest city in the state is like 70,000 people. So they get very, very excited about their local sports and, big rivalry game last night one of the cities that has two high schools it's actually the one that i went to and i i don't think i've ever seen this but a legitimate bench clearing brawl broke out and one of the uh one of the parents from my old rival school wound up on the floor looking for high school kids to fight so that was fun i love those parents <laughs> yeah it was wild man um but like you said i survived fortunately i was in the upper deck so i couldn't be uh an obnoxious idiot and run on the floor too. Not our, that I would have.
2: But. Our dozens <laughs> of listeners are very happy that you. Saved
1: this <laughs> sound. Yeah, I shouldn't say uh, that. We
2: have so many more than the dozens of listeners, but that's true. That's we're true. all happy that you survived.
1: It was fun. It was like eighties basketball. So
2: it's like the NBA. Everyone's cranky playing basketball lately.
1: I know. That's what my wife said. She goes, "Maybe those, maybe all those kids heard about the Lakers, uh, or not the Lakers, <laughs> the, the the Clippers, Rockets, tunnel situation."
2: <laughs> um. All right, so before the pod started, uh, we had decided that I will be ending up with LeBron and thus the first pick of the draft, and you will have Stephen Curry. I mean, you really can't go wrong with either of these two guys. Um, So just to review the East Pools really quickly and the West Pools, we have Kyrie Irving in the East, DeMar DeRozan, Giannis Attentacumpo, Joel Embiid. Out West, we have James Harden, Kevin Durant. Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. It's still wild that the Pelicans have two starters and aren't even guaranteed a playoff spot.
1: Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous.
2: Um, (laughs) My first pick, I really just want to pick Kyrie Irving because in real life I would love (laughs) for LeBron to do that so that that the front office would be like WTF in Cleveland. Um, But I, I think I'm going to go with a cliche here, and I'm going to take Kevin Durant just because LeBron James and Kevin Durant on the same team would just be fantastic to see, and I feel like we've all been waiting for it. Um, a little bit uh, on some level and could you just imagine how many I don't even like how many retweets is the first like LeBron James to Kevin Durant alley-oop gonna get or Kevin Durant to LeBron James whatever it is
1: be like future Laker connection or something like that
2: <laughs> yeah that's what it's gonna be well future Boston Celtics LeBron James and yeah Kevin Durant. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's I think that's the pick. I just don't that's probably that's like not the controversial pick. Part of me wants to go with Giannis there too, but give me the guy who's gonna just probably shoot eighty percent from three in the all star game.
1: Man, I'm uh I'm already like first pick torn on what I want to do. Um I'm I'm torn between Anthony Davis and Giannis. Because I want I want a big guy to pair up with Curry. Who I you're had basically as the captain. celtics
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> who yeah they they somehow have the capacity to land every big star that ever became available ever um
2: my favorite part about that was like so watch came out with that piece in December well, Woj, excuse me that was talking about how the Celtics are infatuated with trading Anthony Davis, and while he said in the piece multiple times that the Pelicans aren't planning on trading him, he essentially had to put out the fire the other day that he started just before that Pelicans-Celtics matchup about, no, this isn't even a rumor, there's no truth to it, and it's like, I love Woj, and again, he made it clear in the piece that the Pelicans weren't going to trade him, but it's funny that he basically fanned the flames and then had to put out the fire.
1: He's all about fanning flames. Um, I'm going to go with Anthony Davis. It's just... It's like splitting hairs between some of these guys. I think Giannis is probably having a better overall season than Davis right now. But I, I just feel like Davis might fit with Curry a little bit more. Um, well, While I say that, it's like Giannis could actually hook up Curry for some catch-and-shoot opportunities. But I'm going to go with Anthony Davis. Just the thought of a Stephen Curry-Anthony Davis pick-and-roll is really exciting to me.
2: Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know who's going to – like argue with that. I'm gonna go with Giannis then because I honestly thought you were gonna take it. <laughs> and your hand. team is
1: already like getting wild. We yeah. have
2: all the guys who are wrongly listed in the height department by at least five yeah. or six inches. Yeah. That's the team that's that's my brand of basketball. Uh the floor spacing thing with Giannis is always a concern, but LeBron is all of a sudden turned into the floor spacer and now you have Two guys in Giannis and LeBron who can really just cut hard to the basket, and all these guys can finish alley oops. They're basically in a cha- interchangeable in the pick and roll as ball handlers and roll men. I love that we're getting like super nuanced into this, and it's the All Star game, and they'll probably just like walk their asses up the court every yeah. possession <laughs> um, before jacking thirty footers. But I mean, LeBron, Kevin Durant, and Giannis and on the same team in any setting is like, I don't. Know, it's it's a slice of basketball heaven, if not the entire pie.
1: When you said this is the All Star game, they're just going to be walking up and down. What? How many points did uh, Davis? Was that last year when Davis scored like fifty? Didn't he win?
2: Uh, and uh, didn't how many points did he score? Didn't he win the All Star MVP? And then the Pelicans I know he, like traded. Yeah, for the I Marcus know he cousin? won
1: that. Um, I just can't remember how many points he scored. But that was going to be another point I made. I'm glad you jogged my memory on that. Uh, he seems to fifty two points. There you go. So he, I'm taking he the guy scored 52 who,
2: points and landed a Demarcus Cousins.
1: <laughs> I'm taking the guy who's not afraid to really go for it in the All Star game. Um, he's, still, he's still at that
2: age where he'll try.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to take James Harden next because I was thinking the reason I I was kind of wanted to take on it a Kumpo, other than the fact that he's ridiculous and a top five player, um, is I I want somebody who can turn Curry into a catch-and-shoot option occasionally. And James Harden can obviously do that, Uh, one of the best kick-out guys in the league. So I I think those two clearly fit together well. I'm going to go with James Harden next.
2: James Harden, that's technically the fourth pick. I'm looking at our rosters right now. He's technically the sixth pick when you consider LeBron and Curry. That's wild that James Harden would be the sixth pick. Yeah,
1: who's like up until maybe, I don't know, two or three weeks ago was – I think everybody's number one in the MVP conversation. Yeah. Um, I I think the injury hurt him a little bit, and it's Curry going ballistic since he came back from his injury has sort of cooled off Harden's MVP case. But he's just like he's been for the last two or three years, he is going to be right there at the end for MVP. I I don't see anybody removing him from the discussion.
2: He's going to be in the top three, and it's going to be – I, I, it'll be heartbreaking for, I don't even know, maybe not heartbreaking, but if he finishes the runner up for what would that be? The that would third be consecutive year. would Like that. Yeah. Be, that
1: would be tough. That, that would be nuts. <laughs> Especially when for the first like two months of the season, it seemed like a foregone conclusion.
2: Yeah. That hamstring. That injury, he was finally going to get it. Yeah. It really helped. The hamstring injury held them back. And then the other thing that I don't think, um, necessarily people saw, saw coming was just Stephen Curry. Like I uh, just,
1: he's yeah. All of a sudden he's his, to 2015-16 self. And it's...
2: A, he has a higher – he's setting a career high in true shooting percentage, which is ridiculous because yeah, we know same. what he posted in 2015-2016. And since his return, just a quick note on Stephen Curry, um, his true shooting percentage is 76.7, which somehow – so it's eight games, but still, that somehow feels <laughs> like unbelievably high and yet too low at the same time. Like, I...
1: <laughs> You want to hear something crazy? Uh, always. Always. So this this is obviously more than just since his return, but Curry's last three seasons, um, he's averaging 29.7 points, 7.1 assists, 5.4 rebounds, and 2.1 steals per 36 minutes and has a 6.52 true shooting percentage and a 9.8 box plus minus. Now, Michael Jordan in years seven through nine, um, so the same seasons that Curry's, uh, in the middle of right now, 29.4 points, 5.4 assists, 6 rebounds, 2.4 steals per 36, 582 true shooting, and 9.6 box plus minus.
2: So Stephen Curry's better than Jordan <laughs> is basically all we're getting at.
1: It's crazy. Like, mirror numbers to Michael Jordan.
2: LeBron who? Stephen Curry is the goat.
1: <laughs> I, I think... If he does this for a couple more years, people are going to have to start talking about him as, like, a top 5 to 10 player.
2: Ooh, that's a hot take. I got I got shit in 2015, 2016 because I called him one of the greatest players of all time and, like, more than just a shooter, more than just, like, an MVP candidate. And people were that, so mad. It's time. And now you're out here, Do you, like...
1: <laughs> Do you know where he ranks in career, offensive box plus minus?
2: Like, in terms of top whatever?
1: career yeah
2: um i want to say top 10
1: he is number two behind lebron james
2: no freaking way
1: yeah number two you i think, did, I did I think it goes lebron curry jordan
2: stephen curry plays a different sport that's what people are gonna argue
1: yeah that's true <laughs> but anyway it's it's just wild what he's he's done i don't know how we got off on the Stephen. Curry curry tangent but i'm always i'm always for
2: Seven it curry tangents were it's a, the last pod uh tony east and i went off on like a weird like miles turner tangent it was spectacular
1: um which are always always which are also always justified <laughs>
2: Um, I'm going to do it. I'm picking Kyrie Irving with my next pick. Yeah, Let's get LeBron and Curry reunited. It'll be like, remember when Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, like, they touched the same ball last year in the All-Star game and the world went wild. It'll, like, be like that. Although, they already had that, like, huggable moment on opening night. That picture's like, um, it's like, it's even like LeBron is doing that thing. Um, do you remember the Friends episode where Joey (laughs) was working with Susan Sarandon and, Uh, she's like teaching him how to kiss but to cover the other person's face so the camera's on you. Yes. So LeBron was like smothering Kyrie in that hug (laughs) so like you can't even see him. Um, It instantly reminded me of that. I don't know why. but uh,
1: That's going to be fun seeing those two.
2: Again, uh, Kyrie Irving is a good fit, especially now you have like three just dead-eye shooters because LeBron's a shooter all of a sudden, and all these guys can jumpstart pick and rolls. So all four of my players can do that, all four, all – All whatever four of your players are gonna be cannot. So take that. I already know who you're gonna
1: (laughs) pick. I don't I'm actually I don't want two bigs. So well
2: if you take another big, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you wind up with a third big just for the hell of it. Oh,
1: okay. Well that makes it easier for me. But I, I was gonna say well, all we have left right now is Embiid, Cousins, and DeRozan. I really don't want two bigs, but DeRozan is I feel like he's objectively the third best player of these three. Um, although, I don't know. I could get some pushback on that.
2: I mean, he's he's clearly the third best player of these three. De- DeMar DeRozan is playing like a top 25 player this year, maybe top 20. Um, and Bede and Cousins are both very clearly in the top 20 for me.
1: But what do we, so we would say the thing holding DeRozan back is defense, right? At this that. point
2: that's basically it and I just so like I get that he's shooting career high from 3 on career high volume but and I get that like it's kind of a weapon now and I even just watching him like it you know pull up three pointers they're a little bit more than a last resort for him but I mean like he's just not there yet and I think like Embiid his three point percentage has plummeted but you know like Embiid and Cousins will fire away in more volume yeah. and I think that helps and then Embiid's probably the defensive player of the year which is a big deal
1: but there's no defense played in the All-Star game, right? Um, Tell that to Joel Embiid, who hasn't been here before. <laughs> that's true. And I could see him being the kind of guy that goes like all out.
2: Like gets like 25 blocks.
1: Yeah. But at the same time, I am like terrified that you are actually going to pin me with DeMarcus Cousins if I take Embiid right now. Um, I'm going to take DeRozan. That's, I, that's crazy. I just said he's like the third best player of –
2: Look who's in this What's pool. What's left? I know, <laughs> like, it's crazy.
1: Um, I just feel like it's going to make my team fit together a little bit better.
2: I would have. I'll, so, I'll
1: just have to accept the fact that I'll have two big. I need, life.
2: like, a true. Like, in theory, it's the also game. But like, I need a big on the roster, but if you would have taken Embiid or Cousins, I just would have taken DeRozan to make you <laughs> um, end up with three. Worms, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to take Embiid. Um, Adam from L and I are doing the NBA midseason top 100 for Bleach Report. That'll go live next week. And we actually have cousins ahead of Embiid. Um, But it's like they're the numbers one and two centers. As a spoiler for everybody. Um, I think if Embiid had played in more games and was maybe shooting a little bit better from three, he would already be, like, the better player. His defensive impact is just, like, it's absolutely nuts. The Sixers defend better than the Boston Celtics when he's on the floor. He absolutely swallows shots at the rim. He is for someone just like his sheer size, like I talk about Kristaps being okay when he's defending in space, but like Embiid is just like brawn too, and yet he's just fine when he has to rotate um, onto the perimeter as well. So I I just, I mean, I love me some Joel Embiid, so I go with him.
1: Who else is in the, I mean, I, I think I picked Embiid for Defensive Player of the Year too for that podcast you and Tony did. Who else is in contention, Al Horford? I
2: had Al Horford as my number two. Beyond that, I think you probably have to, like, get, like, super nitty-gritty. I don't, I don't necessarily know who it is. Um, Andre Robertson and Paul George are interesting, but as I oh, said— Paul George
1: on, is interesting, yeah.
2: Uh, but as was pointed out, I said this on our last podcast, but as I— that was a good point on one of the dunked-on podcasts that I was listening to, um, and I believe that it was, it was Danny LaRue or Nate who made it, obviously, but— uh like those two trade off essentially defending like the best players on different nights and so like it's kind of hard to like separate who's more integral maybe um so, so that just makes it a little tough it's wild that the spurs have the second best defensive team in the league and i don't know that i could pick any person from there i don't think you can um and the sixers i will point out are now fourth in defensive rating
1: um, oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, and the only, and I bet they're even better when when Embiid's on the floor.
2: They are. Um, I think they allow like I, I can look it up right now, but they, last time I checked, they allow like under ninety six points per hundred possessions, which is absurd. Oh yeah. Because the Celtics are at number one at uh ninety like nine, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's just amazing, even when he's not hitting threes, how much he means to both their offense and their defense. Um. They're allowing, oh, it's 99.9 points per 100 possessions, so they're, they'd be the second-best defense with him on the floor, but still, he makes the top-four defense better. Um, Draymond Green's always an interesting candidate, but I feel like he hasn't been as good this year, or maybe he's just not trying as hard, or maybe he's just not being asked to do as much because Kevin Durant, who does not deserve defensive player of the year, love,
1: is just like swatting shots like in mass. Yeah. Um, so I, I wonder know. if like, Golden State, had a defensive surge in the second half if he'd get a little more love. I'm sure he would if that happened. Yeah,
2: it's still kind of like wide open because, first of all, I don't think people realize how good the Sixers have now been defensively this
1: year. Yeah, I didn't realize. When you said fourth, I was a little surprised.
2: Um, So there's that. But I, I would go with Embiid and Horford would probably be my number two. And if I had to go three, I'd probably go Paul George.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. When you When you mentioned his name, I thought, yeah, that makes sense. Um, Yeah, who are you going to pick? Yeah, that's going to be tough. I do have a pretty funny little nugget on him, on DeMarcus Cousins, too, who I am, um, who I have to pick, which is fine. (laughs) Who you're left with. And I'm also, like, not thrilled about having Davis and Cousins just because, you know, it'd be fun to split them up. But um, I'm sure you've seen, like, those player impact charts I've been (laughs) posting on Twitter left and right the last few days.
2: Yes, I got um, very excited when I saw the Frank Neal Aquino one.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. He actually helped a lot of, or it seems like he's helping a lot of people, especially Chris Daps. When that, when those two are together, it's fun. Um, but I did one for Cousins and Davis. Oh boy, looks like three days ago now. So I don't, I don't. They maybe played one game between now and then, so it shouldn't be too out of date. But for Anthony Davis, every single Pelican that he has played at least a hundred minutes with. Um, their net rating goes up pretty significantly when they're on the floor with Davis. Um, for Cousins, let's see. He's played at least 100 minutes with Ian Clark, Each one Moore, Jameer Nelson, Darius Miller, Dante Cunningham, Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday, Ray John Rondo, and Tony Allen. The only two who see a positive increase in their net rating when they play with Cousins is Clark and Moore. Everyone else gets worse. Oh, my God. Anthony Davis's net rating goes down 5.3 points when he shares the floor with uh Cousins as to as opposed to when he's on the floor without Cousins.
2: So like if the Pel- <laughs> if the Pelicans cuz right now they're kind of within striking distance of the 5 seed. Like maybe we expect the Yeah, what game, are they? Like 23
1: and I, 21. I was just looking at that. Yeah. So
2: ahead. it would be interesting cuz like if they get to the 5 seed, like that and you, now you've beat out the Thunder, you're not going to catch the Spurs or the the Tim the Timberwolves really have to fall off. Um like you could put him in the MVP conversation theoretically because it is a little bit—it's like still Davis, wide open. Mean? Yeah, like cause yeah. he's the fun to talk about candidate right now. Like we do the same thing every year. Like oh, dark horse and blah 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 blah. Demar Derozan's in it. Uh, Kyrie's in it. But like if they get to the five seed and that's the type of impact he's having, um, and everyone expects them to be fringed, that he would probably get more love than most people expected.
1: Yeah, I hadn't thought about him as a. Potential MVP candidate. But, yeah, if, if they're, like, trending towards home court, you'd have to. The bumps that he gives guys, um, it, it's crazy. Literally every single player that he's that he played with gets at least a six-point net rating boost when they're with Davis. I, that's just and absurd. a lot of these charts I've done, it's like you get maybe eight out of ten guys get a boost, and it's, like, the highest one is ten. But the lowest Davis has is 6 and Tony Allen's goes up 24 points when he's with um Davis. Wow. And it's it's even crazier when you consider the fact that there's also another player on the team playing huge minutes that's dragging everyone down. <laughs> so it's it's wild.
2: Um and him and DeMarcus Cousins reunited again in the All-Star game.
1: Yeah. Did you
2: whatever. think um before I actually get to the the, the two injuries I wanted to talk about. What do you think, were there any snubs for you when you're looking at, like, the starters? Would you have changed anything about the way the the results shook out?
1: Um, I, I don't think I had any huge gripes. I, I I was on the road when it happened, so I just kind of saw after the fact these are the 10 starters, and I, I didn't really feel like, um, I didn't feel much one way or the other. Did you feel like somebody got snubbed?
2: If I if I had to pick a snub, um I I
1: probably would have preferred to have seen I would have, go ahead. I I actually just thought of one, but go Victor ahead. Victor
2: Oladipo over Kyrie Irving. Um just cuz Kyrie I might have had him over DeMar
1: too, honestly. I
2: I mean, yeah, and I I would probably put DeMar ahead of Kyrie right now just because DeMar's been like really good and Kyrie is like doing a lot. Of, I, Kyrie's been fantastic, and I don't have a problem with the way it shook out, but Victor Oladipo over uh Um, excuse me, Victor Oladipo over Kyrie would have been my one. Uh, I do think Joel Embiid now officially earned it over Al Horford uh, because, like, that was a conversation I was having, but I think that was the right call there. Did you see that
1: Porzingis got more votes than – I found that hysterical. I tweeted it.
2: I was like, Joel Embiid's going to be insufferable, like, on the court because (laughs) he saw that the players voted for Kristaps. The only other one I could think of is Cousins, and would you have put Towns was, or Lamarcus Aldridge in there? I was
1: just gonna say, but when I said I actually thought of one, that was who I was thinking of. Like I'm not, I, I don't. Like I said, I don't feel too strongly one way or the other. I agree with you, Victor Oladipo probably was more deserving um, than maybe a couple of those East guards. And yes, I think I would have had um, Aldridge or Towns instead of Cousins. Probably Aldridge, just because. San Antonio is a top three team in the West, and they've done it without Kawhi, and uh, the the obvious person to point to for credit for that is LaMarcus. Um, So is that who you'd go with, too, or are you thinking Towns?
2: I'd probably go LaMarcus Aldridge. Towns has been a lot better defensively lately. He's been really good the last— LaMarcus Aldridge is— has been just sensational. And do you remember when someone got bent out of shape Uh, f- when we did like our mock All-Star Draft podcast earlier in the year because one of my justifications for putting Aldridge on the roster at all was that oh, the Spurs just need an All-Star, and they said like I was disrespecting him. And I was like, Lamarcus Aldridge has been good. Like, Just get over it. Um.
1: Yeah, yes. Yeah. I was going to say one more thing about – so you mentioned that the players – it was the players who voted Chris Epps in, right? Uh, over Embiid, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> – I've griped a lot about the fans having a vote, and I do think it yields some awful results. But um, this tweet from Andy Larson, he's a a beat writer for the Jazz for KSL.com. This is some of the people that the players voted for, for All-Star. Kyle Kuzma got 16 votes from the players. Jaleel Okafor got four. Cole Aldrich got three. Royce O'Neal, two. Gordon Hayward, two. Jack Cooley, one. Tyler Lydon won. Johnny O'Brien won. James Michael Mcadoo won. (laughs) So maybe the players shouldn't be voting either. No, they
2: shouldn't. Howard and breach (laughs) report did the same thing. Tyler Kavanaugh got a vote.
1: Tyler Zeller got four
2: votes. Anthony Tolliver got a vote. Semyon Ogin got a vote. I'm okay with that.
1: (laughs) That's obviously a joke to a lot of these guys. Yeah, so it's just like, and I don't blame them, but still.
2: Yeah, I mean it's – the what really needs to happen is we need to get away from using all-star selections as a means of um, defining – Contract
1: incentives and stuff.
2: Yeah, and also like defining legacies too. And yeah. the, some of the players still care, but like Damian Lillard, I don't know if you saw that piece from Chris Haynes at ESPN.com. Like he's tired of being snubbed, um, and I think he'll get in this year. He, does, he deserves to get in. Uh, he's – He's been sensational, uh, even though the Blazers' offense as a whole has not been. But he's been better defensively, uh, showing more improvement there than C.J. McCollum has. So I I just – like some of these players still care about it. Some of them don't. So the the thing that needs to happen is like they need to come up with something new if they still want this to be a, oh, uh, LeBron James got 14 straight – starting all-star selections. If they want that to count towards his legacy, yeah. if we're going to have contract incentives for certain guys, then yeah, the voting process needs to change or pivot pivot away from players. Uh, but I, the better thing would be for us as like fans and media and just pundits in general and, and even teams to not look at all-star selections as anything more than like this nice, pleasant, yet immaterial honor.
1: Yeah, I agree. Because when I first read that, tweet last night about the sort of joke player votes I, th- I i just thought i don't know exactly how to fix it so yeah. i think if we could eventually get to a point where it's like <laughs> these these don't really mean anything that would help but I, don't, I also don't know if we can get to that point so yeah,
2: i was get, like maybe kind of an
1: interesting maybe you have uh, to like individualize
2: conundrum. ballots so that like players can't vote for their own teammates but then you still like joe and b probably would have voted for paul zipser or something like that so like because <laughs> if they're so yeah, I don't I don't know if there's a perfect way to do it, um. But the fans can't be trusted either. That like Manu Ginobili nope. would have been in the All Star game if they would have done yeah. it, yeah. Which would have been awesome. Be- I'm like, so so it's there has to be some sort of a balance, and I don't know that like the media like it's they probably shouldn't have full power over player like making or it's like the yeah, All NBA things that too. too. It's just it's so weird. Um, but I don't think there's a perfect way to fix it. We did, however, start to talk about Lamarcus Aldridge, um who has been great, and the Spurs announced on Thursday that Kawhi Leonard would be out indefinitely as he continues to deal with his uh, quad injury, and uh, indefinitely is never a good connotation, and even Patty Mills came out um, I believe it was Thursday. Oh, the Spurs said that on Wednesday, and then Patty Mills came out on Thursday saying we have to plan as if he's not going to be here for a while. So it looks like he's not going to be there for a while, and the Spurs have been openly confused about the injury. Pop said something earlier in the year. He at first was like, oh, yeah, he might be able to return by this six-game homestand in early November, and then he ended up missing the first 27 games of the season. So uh, I I don't – like if you're the Spurs, one – Do you consider uh, – well, let's tackle, like, what they are without Kawhi Leonard, and that's still a top three team um, in the East. Uh, In the East, wow. Um, In the (laughs) West. And they have the second-best defense without him. We're talking about a two-time defensive player of the year. Like, they have the second-best defense in the league without him, like having played most of this uh, season. Uh, And their offense has been, like, so-so. But when LaMarcus Aldridge is on the court, they are scoring like a, a top eight unit, which I would say is like a fairly big deal. And then the other thing is, is I don't know how, like, it's almost, even when watching it, like sometimes I just, I don't get how it's happening because like, he takes a lot of tough shots. Like, it's just, he's shooting, what, what was the number? He's shooting almost 47% on all turnaround jumpers. Like, did, like those turnaround fadeaway jumpers. Like that's just, that's nuts that he's able to do that. Um, and the Spurs' offense has been when he's sharing the uh, floor with Patty Mills, like they've been a fireball. And so they still have these lineups that can unlock uh, the, like this strong offensive production. And that's in addition to what they're doing defensively. It does feel like I never see the same lineup twice from them, even though obviously you do. It just, everything seems so inconsistent there. And the Timberwolves are you know they're quietly they're within a one point five games of the Spurs, so my question is to you, do the furs do the Spurs hold on to the number three seed, assuming Kawhi Leonard is out for a really long time and as Justin Verrier from The ringer pointed out, Anthony Davis needed three to four months to recover from this injury previously um or do do they slip down to four?
1: How many games back is Minnesota right now? one point five um and Minnesota, man, they've looked really good basically since Jimmy Butler decided this is my team. Um but I like even if they do slip to four, I, I just don't know if I don't know if it's enough for San Antonio to care to like push Kawhi Leonard to get back before he's ready. Or make a move, I, I, I think guess, that,
2: at the deadline.
1: Yeah. I I feel like that's the kind of team that just thinks if we have everybody right in the postseason, we don't care who we play in the first round, and maybe they should because you know in the past they've struggled with um, athletic teams, and they're they're only getting older. But yeah, I, I I just feel like they will absolutely err on the side of caution. It just it sort of seems like the Spurs thing to do. I wouldn't I wouldn't even be surprised if Kawhi just didn't come back for the rest of the regular season just because. They're still going to win 50 games, whether he comes back or not. They're, they've been on an above 50-win pace without him. For mm. I, I mean, how many games did he play? Eight or nine? Um, so I think they'll be fine either way. I, I I would not be surprised also if if you know there's two or three teams in the West that I, I could see catching them. If OKC keeps sort of trending in the right direction, I think they could end up third. Minnesota could end up third. Um, so maybe just two teams. I don't think I'll go any farther than that, but I, I just don't think it'll be urgent enough for them to really push for, like you said, a trade or to, to get Kawhi back. I think they'll just sort of coach with what they have and hope that he can be ready by the playoffs. The, the one thing that would scare me about that if I was in the Spurs organization is this is really the first year that LaMarcus Aldridge has been the guy in San Antonio, and it's basically just a function of Kawhi not playing so I was super interested when Kawhi came back. I thought, Howard, I, I want to see how they sort that out. And I don't think they had completely sorted it out by the time Kawhi went down again. So trying to do that on the fly in the playoffs is maybe a little bit risky. Um, but, I, I mean, it's uh, it's tough. I, I, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but I'm saying that I, I just think the Spurs are going to be very, very cautious with this.
2: Um, so I... I like agree with you, but I guess my, my original question was: Do you think they're going to finish with the three seed?
1: You just don't. I'll I'll say um, if I have to to answer that, I'll say Minnesota passes them.
2: Um and okay, so knowing that, and this was my point. I wrote an article about this, and we both agree that the like the, so the Spurs don't make midseason trades. Can you tell me what?
1: Yeah, I was going to say when you said that, I just thought that doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't sound like. Do the Spurs. you know
2: what the last midseason trade they did was?
1: uh geez they got Richard Jefferson in the offseason right yeah well I actually know what it is it was yeah I wouldn't know I I was trying to think but
2: yeah it was the great Nando DiColo for Austin Day blockbuster with the Raptors in 2014 oh yeah they're not a team that's going to overreact but if you thought the Timberwolves were going to catch you I go back and forth because on the one hand like there are some targets out there, and I went through them in the article I wrote, and one of them's hysterical. Uh, I, like the Knicks are slipping, so like, why don't you see what it would take to get Courtney Lee and Michael Beasley, who would be perfect fits for kind of what you need in Kawhi Leonard's absence? And Courtney Lee's deal really isn't that bad two years after this one. Like, could you get rid of you know, Gay's been injured and he is a player option for next year? Are you willing to like you know, do you not you just want to want pay- to
1: help the Knicks tank?
2: Yeah, but not even that. It's like, <laughs> I'm just do, joking. Yeah, yeah, do you want to? Well, I want the Knicks to tank, but do you want to pay <laughs> Kyle Anderson next year? Are you willing to go, you know, Kyle Anderson, Gay, and either White or this year's first to get Beasley um, and Courtney Lee? The Spurs don't trade first. We know that. So maybe you try and get like a second round pick back, but the Knicks don't have second round picks. Um, some of the other things. I, I would
1: much rather pay Kyle Anderson in that scenario, by the way.
2: That's okay. So that's fine. The other thing I thought about was Tyreek Evans. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies, they want a he'd first... be
1: super interesting there. Yeah. The,
2: the Grizzlies want a first rounder, but like, can you sway them with Kyle Anderson and a second? Um, and then again, do you st- would you rather pay Kyle Anderson in that scenario? He's been great this season, but Evans is by far like the better scorer and pick and roll trigger man. Um, the couple other things I was thinking, like Avery Bradley has been bad with the Pistons and if they don't want to pay him, like, can you do something there um, and just get his expiring and then decide whether you want to keep him? Uh, And then the the final thing, like the swing for the fences, would be can you go all in on like a Kemba Walker trade? Uh, Mark Stein of New York Times said that the Hornets are going to have to consider moving him this year because of his contract situation and the fact that their salary cap bill is bloated and they don't really have anywhere to go. And you have some interesting – like, you know, again, Gay's contract is short-term, so you could – You know, feasibly say Gay, Anderson, Javante Murray, a first and a second for Kemba and Michael Carter-Williams. You can then try and expand the deal to take back a bad contract, and those are things that interest me. You can tell me if any of those packages suck, but then I just go back to the Spurs. Not only are they the Spurs and probably don't care, uh, the other thing is just that given what they did over the offseason and the deal that they signed Marc Gasol to— um that is you gonna mean, take him he's six point seven million guaranteed for two thousand nineteen, two thousand twenty. It just seems like they've kind of kicked the can and said whatever happens, like we're not gonna catch the Warriors over these next two seasons and we'll revisit our situation in two thousand nineteen. Like that Gasol contract's gonna be valuable as a trade chip just before that summer.
1: I yeah, I thought the same thing this offseason, both with the POW extension and the Lamarcus. Um that one
2: was a little yeah, more interesting was... just because like you te- like he now he signed, yeah, he has that non-guarantee in 20 um 21, but like now he's on your roster for the next two seasons after this. Maybe someone uh like tra- I guess someone would trade for him before then while he's still on his deal, but like he's going to make 26 million million in 2019-2020. Um and then he's 7 yeah, of his, 7 of his 24 is guaranteed in the final year. But that again, that's an interesting trade chip when you're leading into the summer of 2020 uh that also happens to be quiet Leonard's going to be a free agent in 2019 if he opts out maybe he doesn't opt out in which case then is that what the Spurs are thinking that they're just going to revisit this in 2020 either way it just seems like this is what they've decided to do and even if Kawhi Leonard's not going to come back even if the Timberwolves and the Thunder catch them they're not going to do anything even like Evans would be interesting if you could get him on the cheap with them like yeah I don't even think I think Campbell's really deal.
1: interesting too but
2: Kemba would be phenomenal like, in there. Like you
1: said, they'd have to give up a ton. And it's I would just do like that trade if I was the, them.
2: Like if it was – like I would give up Murray, uh, Gay salary, maybe even a Derek White or, or Bryn Forbes, a first and a second for for Kemba Walker and like the salary fodder. Like I, I would just do it in a heartbeat if I was them, but that's not – you know, that's not the Spurs.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it's not the Spurs way, but you, that, that really would be super interesting. Yeah. Um, Kemba and Kawhi, I think that's a really good fit. Um, but, in, yeah, I think, like like I, like we, we've both said now, it's, it's, I just feel like they're probably going to stand pat.
2: I think they'll hold on to the number three seed. Though. I'm a little bit more optimistic on them than you. And in the next minute or so, the Celtics are dealing with a Kyrie Irving shoulder injury. It was weird because before their loss to the Sixers in what was probably their worst, or at least one of their worst offensive performances of the season – uh, they said they don't have a timetable for his return, yet they were kind of optimistic maybe he could return to the lineup on Saturday against the Orlando Magic. Um, a lot of people would be worried if he can't because you're looking at what kind of happened. The Celtics scored 80 points against the Sixers. They shot 7 of 29 from 3. You got you saw offensive duds from Tatum and Brown and even out basically out Horford, he was 5 of 11, which isn't bad for him, but 1 of 4 from 3 uh Terry Rozier was just not good in this game uh the my thing though is like I think the Celtics could weather a Kyrie Irving ab- absence for a little longer than most people would think and maybe it doesn't come to that but like they just they have an identity without him um when Horford plays without Irving not only are they a net plus but they have a, an incredible defensive rating and uh, their offense is mediocre, and then it's kind of like the same thing. So when and this is incredible to me. It's only 84 minute sample size, but when Horford, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum play without Irving, the Celtics have an 82.2 defensive rating.
0: Sure.
2: And they're they're outscoring opponents by 21.9 points per 100 possessions because their um, defense is just so darn good. And when you swap, in theory, because this is what has happened, when you play like Marcus Smart. W- with. Whoa.
1: Sorry. Uh, Woj just tweeted, uh, Charlotte making all-star guard, Kemba Walker available. The Spurs, there you go. Um,
2: I guess really quick. Can... Sorry. No, that's um, incredibly important, I guess. the, the So I'll, I'll put a bow on the Celtics. Um, so their favorite lineup includes like starting lineup. Uh, is Al Horford, Tatum, Brown, and Baines are the other starters aside from Kyrie Irving. This season, and this is including the, the Sixers game, when you sub in smart uh, for Kyrie Irving, that lineup is played only 41 minutes across six games, so they have 113.4 offensive rating. Like They're going to find ways to score. We even talked about how Jason Tatum, while the offense isn't great when he goes it alone, his shooting clashes are good. So if, worst case scenario, if Kyrie Irving's out for a couple weeks— I still think the Celtics are more than built to weather it, which is just such a weird thing to say because both you and I were down on them when Hayward first like was first injured and is presumably out for the season, and now here I am like Nah, they'll just yeah, if Kyrie rings out two weeks, if it comes to that, they'll they'll be fine.
1: Yeah, I'm I maybe a little more worried about it than you, but like you said, I don't I don't think they lose anything defensively. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out of this. Still at number one on offense. I think one of the reasons they've been so good is you have Kyrie steady offense, and then a bunch of other guys that can randomly go off. I, I, I'm curious to see what happens if you take the one really steady uh, scorer out of there. I shouldn't say the only steady offensive player because I think Corporate is too. He's just not as much of a scorer. But um, like I said, if, if they if they're still number one by the time Kyrie gets back, I wouldn't be shocked. I also wouldn't be stunned if Toronto caught him because I so I think they've been, they've been very, so very good. good this year. So um fun
2: fact I, I Horford think it's has certainly more worth assist opportunities than Giannis and this season. That I found well, fascinating.
1: Yeah, I would not have yes. Yeah, he he's been fantastic and still like the plus minus king for that team.
2: Um and before you go, I want to leave you with my dare to be great Kemba Walker trade offer. Are you ready? Yes. The Cleveland Cavaliers receive Nicholas Batum. MCW and Kemba Walker, the Charlotte Hornets get Channing Fry, Chetty Osman, Schumpert and J.R. Smith's deals, the Nets pick, and the Miami Heat's 2020 second round pick. And I just want to preface the J.R. Smith, he has two years left on his deal after this one. The second one is not non-guaranteed. I think he's owed four million on it or around that much, four point one, something like that. And when you combine what him assuming Schumpert opts in, this summer, when you combine what they make, it's about half of what they need to pay Batum um, over these next four years, including this season. So that was my basis there. Channing Fry comes off the books. They save a ton of money. That Nets pick is still going to be top 10, maybe top 7. If the Nets fall off this year, um, it, it could fall uh, even lower. They might that. even be
1: – they're currently – let me see.
2: I think they're ninth, right?
1: Yeah, they're currently 7th from the, from the bottom. So I'm looking even upon, better. So. Yeah, I thought they were worse than that, but yeah, they still have a couple more teams. They they would need to get worse then. But
2: I know you're left. Yeah, with that's IT an interesting in Kampa, idea. For but, sure. Yeah, but but is the defender that they need. He's still pretty good defensively, even though his offense has been touch and go, mostly go.
1: And he's, and it's it would be interesting to see him as like he'd have so much less responsibility in Cleveland than he has in Charlotte.
2: And can we please agree that the Knicks should not get involved in me dangling Frank Nealakina for Kemba Walker? <laughs> I love Kemba, but like,
1: you know. Oh, man. I, I would feel for you if, uh, and, and a lot of Knicks fans, if they lost Frank this quick. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll, I'm sure that's something we'll both be paying attention to over the next uh, few days. Trade, the trade deadline's coming up, so I'm sure we'll have even more trade talk. Um. On this podcast, between now and then, and we'll talk about the All Stars again. Like Dan said, they're going to reveal the reserves on Tuesday, so we'll we will continue and finish out our drafting of our All Stars. Let us know who um,
2: starting lineup you like better.
1: Yeah, let Mine. Dan know <laughs> on Twitter at Dan Favalli F A V A L E, and his. So he wound up with. It was kind of weird. We we were basically East versus West with just one trade, but Dan ended up I with Did LeBron. not even notice that. Yeah, I did, like, right after we finished. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, LeBron, Giannis, Embiid, Kyrie, and Durant for Dan. Uh, I got Curry, Harden, Davis, Cousins, and DeRozan. Um, So, again, Dan's on Twitter at Dan pavali, F A -A V I'm at Andrew D. Bailey. The show is at Hardwood Knox. Um, The sponsor is at NBA underscore math. Like Dan said at the top of the show, Leave us a rating, leave us a review, subscribe, tell your friends to subscribe. Um, we appreciate all the, the love that you guys give us. It's, it's pretty cool to have people who regularly listen and interact with us on Twitter. It's pretty fun. So um, thanks again for, for listening and for interacting. And until next time, we leave you with the shout out to Bino Udri and to a guy who's come up a lot on the podcast lately, Kyle Anderson. <laughs> Covered California knows that one moment can change your life. That moment you say, I do. That moment you meet your baby for the first time. Or even that moment you lose your job and your health insurance along with it. For those times when life changes, we've got you covered. Covered California lets you choose from brand name health plans. And you may even get help paying for it. Your enrollment period is limited. So find out if you qualify by getting free expert help at
0: CoveredCA.com today. Covered California. It's more than just health care. It's life care.